0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. When you're born again, overcoming is in your spiritual DNA, but you're born a baby. And if you feed on the right thing, you'll grow up. And so there's always more to learn about who you are, what you are, because you can be something in Christ and not act like it at all. You can yield to something else. You can let your outer man dominate you instead of the inner man. And a key to changing that is uh, doing that which causes the inner man to become stronger, Stronger and stronger. The stronger your spirit is, the more aware you are of what's going on inside you. So uh, even if you got born again yesterday, uh, you can be led by the spirit uh, every day of your life, and you don't have to just lose, 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 and just subsist in life. You can thrive. You can overcome. You can win, win, win. In Him, He always causes us to triumph. Get your Bible, something to make some notes with, because the Lord's going to speak to you. And uh, the reason I say something to make some notes with is um, you can can get more in the Spirit at times like this than you are aware. And what that means doesn't mean you fall into a trance or that kind of thing. You just are more aware of spiritual things than natural things. And there are times like that, the Lord will speak something to your heart. You'll see something, you'll realize something and it is so clear to you, so real to you. And you would think, well, man, I'll I'll never forget this. And then that very afternoon you'll think, now what was that? (laughs) What was that? Well, how can that be? Because you were more in the spirit than you realized you were. And then later on, you got more in the flesh. And so it got away from you, which is why it's good to write some things down. Make some notes that help help bring it back to you. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for the anointing, asking for the utterance, asking for ears and eyes and heart that can see, hear, and receive exactly what you would say to us and show us and give us today. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look, please, in Luke nine, uh, continuing in our study of the healing of the what the Bible calls the lunatic son or boy, and we see it in Matthew seventeen, we see it in Mark nine, we see it in Luke nine. And uh, did I say Mark just now? Or? Yeah, Mark nine is where I want you to go. Anyway, Mark nine is where we'll begin reading. Right now, verse uh, 14, when Jesus came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Don't be surprised when religious people want to argue with you about what should be clear and plain in the word of God. Uh, And don't be, uh, don't get all hurt and withdrawn if people say unkind things about you. Because um, did, uh, did they always treat Jesus well? No. Did they always treat Paul well? No. no. Well, why would you be in a category different from them? The scripture says you're not. And Jesus even said that. If they, if they refused what I said, they, they won't hear you either. And the servant's not above his master. And if everybody, even the ungodly, like you and what you say and do you got problems. You are not doing well. (laughs) Because we're supposed to be different. Not weird. (laughs) Not weird, but different. (laughs) Different. What do you mean? Different from the ungodly. We're supposed to be different like Jesus was different, is different, like Paul was different. And so uh, they're questioning with them arguing with them, and straightway all the people, when they beheld Jesus, they were greatly amazed, and running to him, they saluted or greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you questioning with them about? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought to you my son, which has a dumb spirit, and wherever he takes him, he tears him, and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Now I want you to notice what's going on with this boy. Let me read this to you from another translation and also from Luke's account as well. Uh, The scripture says in the Amplified, verse 18, Mark 9, wherever it lays hold of him, the spirit would, would get a hold of the boy. And seize on him. It dashes him down, convulses him. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and falls into a motionless stupor and is wasting away. This is torment. This is, uh, this word vexed, did you hear that? Uh, it, it vexes him. You, you'll see that in more than one of these accounts. And the word vex means to harass and also the word torture is appropriate. You you know just from this that this can't be God, right? It cannot be God that has done this to this boy and his father and his family. It cannot be God's will because of the nature of what it is. Anybody remember John 10.10? John 10.10. And class watching, if you don't know it, it's a good one to know. Just just turn there and look at it. Because I know there's a first time for for everybody on these things. Uh, John 10.10, Jesus made this amazing statement. He said, the thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. So there's a thief Jesus referred to. Who is this thief? Well, it's not God, is it? God's not the thief. The Father's not the thief. Come on, say it out loud. The Father Father is not not the thief. thief. So who's the thief? (laughs) Well, there's another another being. There's an evil being, the devil. And he has... those that work with him, that he's over, and they're called demons and evil spirits and unclean spirits, and they work to steal. Their work is to kill. They're murderous, and their work is to destroy, not heal, not build, not give life. Everybody say steal. Steal. Kill. Kill. And destroy. destroy. If something does that, who's behind it? This is not difficult. The enemy is the one who tries to make it so convoluted and complicated and people say, well, now, you know, there's just so much we don't know. Of course, that's true, but what God tells you, you should know. And you should be clear on what He says. And people try to tell us, well, uh, um. You know, God sends some of these destructive things and he has these divine purposes that we don't understand. No, no, we can't accept that. That's contrary to the Bible. Amen. And we see Jesus rebuked that spirit. That's a strong word, this word translated rebuke. It, he, uh, he gave it an order. He commanded it to leave. Well, Jesus rebuked other things in his life and walk. He rebuked, you remember uh, in that storm that time, uh, the wind and the waves and commanded them to to cease and be still. That tells you right there, storms like that can't be from God. you with me or not, class? You know, I know that you got people and you got whole institutions that call uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, earthquakes they call them acts of God and we will try to imply that even though there were lives lost and, and millions of dollars of destruction and all this kind of thing we just don't understand it but God must have some purpose in it no, 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 no Jesus would never rebuke something that's from the Father Would he? Never. Never. He said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me. He said, I always do the things that please Him. So, Jesus rebuking death, Jesus rebuking evil spirits, Jesus rebuking fevers and storms was all pleasing the Father. It's what the Father wanted done. And He never changes. If he wanted it done then, he wants it done now. If he could just find somebody, if he could find somebody that would act like Jesus and quit being scared and quit being faithless and quit being confused by man's religious traditions. If he could find somebody that would stand up and speak against it, right, and rebuke these things We would see the same results today. And we are seeing them. And we will see them. I said we will see them. Things are happening in this class. And when I say in this class, I mean worldwide. I mean where you are, in your bedroom, in your living room, in your office. The Spirit of God is not limited by time zones or distances. If you hear this and you believe this, and you'll act on this, amazing things will happen right where you are. Amen. Right where you are. Right where you are. But you've got to be bold. You can't be mealy-mouthed about it. You can't be wish-washy about it. You've got to make up your mind, and get settled, and get bold. Get fully persuaded about it. You might say, well, what if I'm not, Brother Keith? Stay tuned. Come back. Right? Hear one after the other. That's why we keep doing this. After the other, after the other. It has a a building effect. When you just keep hearing the Word, it, it has a cumulative effect and a displacing effect. When you get full of faith, it's pushing out doubt. And you can get full enough of faith until there's no doubt left. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Ah, That's something to shout about. You can get full of faith to the point that there's no wavering anymore. There's no doubt anymore. You just are like Abraham, fully persuaded. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I receive it. I, I, receive, it. I receive the word. I, I receive the faith. I receive the anointing. I receive the revelation. I receive, I receive. To, be to be full of faith and have no doubt. Have no doubt. Ooh. Glory to God. You did the right thing by coming to this class today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Lord. you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Lord. you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Lord. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? He said that in response to the father's description of what was happening to the boy. Let me read to you some other verses that go right along with this. You see what the scripture calls vexation. Vexation. Um, in, In Matthew 4, you don't have to turn to these, you can just listen. Matthew 4, 23 and 24. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went through all Syria and they brought to him all sick people and they that were taken with divers diseases and torments and those that were possessed with demons and those that were lunatic and those that had the palsy and he healed them. And the implication is all. He healed them all. All all those that had all those problems were healed. But did you notice he mentioned specifically others that were in a similar case to this boy? Uh, Lunatic, they use that word again. But then also the word torments. We've already studied the the deliverance and healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. And we saw in Matthew 15, uh, 22, that the woman of Canaan came out of those coast and cried to Jesus and said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon. Did you hear that terminology? Grievously vexed. Luke 6 says a similar thing. It says uh, that uh, multitudes of people came and, and there were those that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue or power out of him and healed them all. You see this torturous activity going on that should let us know immediately it's the devil. Whether it's a specific spirit that needs to be dealt with or not, it's still the work of the enemy. Right? Jesus said, the John 10:10, 10, 10 we were seeing. The thief doesn't come unless he's coming to do these kind of things, to steal something, to kill something, to destroy something. Well, was that happening in this boy's life and in his family's life? Yes. Were they being stolen from? Yes. Yeah. yeah, their peace was being stolen and all kind of things and his health and his well being and, and was their destruction. Said it oftentimes tried to throw him in the fire, throw him in well that's trying to destroy him. Literally said to destroy him. Um, what am I saying? We should never for a moment entertain that it might be God's will for a person to be in such a situation. Never. Never for a moment should we entertain the idea. Why do I need to say that? Because millions of church going people believe that these evil things. Are somehow the mysterious will of God. Well, see, if you believe that lie, and I said lie, you will not get rid of it. You're not going to boldly resist something you think is God, right? You're not going to boldly, you know, rebuke something that you think might be God. You're just not going to do it. And so, There is mass confusion among church-going people about these things. And as long as you are saying, well, I just, you know, I think sometimes, you know, God sends these, they they look bad to us, but we just don't understand, and He has a purpose, and He has a reason to do, well, then it's impossible for you to have faith to get free. As long as you believe that, you are stuck. And the enemy will have a spiritual heyday in your life. He'll just do whatever he wants to do. And you won't stop him. You won't resist him. And this is happening all over the place. But if it's torturous, if it's vexing, if it's robbing from us, help me class, where's it coming from? It's coming from the thief. Jesus said so. It's coming from the enemy. If it's destroying something in our life, it is to be resisted. Not received. Not accommodated. Right? Resisted. Resisted. You don't have to know all the scriptures and the Hebrew definitions and Greek to resist what you know is wrong. Right? Right? You just start standing up against it. And, you, and even when you don't know or you feel like you're still, maybe you're not as settled as you should be, you don't have to wait a moment longer to start resisting. And you can start saying, no, I'm not accepting this. Amen. No, not now. Not ever. Amen. Hmm? Amen. Not now. Not ever. And I know there's a lot of, you know, even the jesus own disciples, they failed to accomplish some things that was obviously the will of God. And even though if I come short here or there, I'm okay, but I'm not quitting. And if the Lord bought it and the Lord paid for it and he gave it to me, I'm going to have it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to experience. If he went to that length to get it for me, then I'm staying hooked until whatever it takes. Right? Whatever it takes, I'm staying hooked until. And if you have that kind of heart and determination, you'll make the Lord smile. He will see to it that whatever you need, you will get. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we do need some things. Still, our mind has to get more renewal, And and sometimes we have still been thinking wrong about something. And and He'll give you the missing pieces. and it'll come together and you'll go, okay, now I got it. <laughs> and then the enemy's in trouble. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. For, the truth for the truth that makes me free. Makes me free. Oh, hallelujah. 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 hallelujah, 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 the truth that makes me free. And this, this is one of the great truths that makes you free, is that God's not my problem. God is not the source of these evil, torturous things in life. This darkness, this death, this curse. God's not the source of it. It didn't come from Him. It's not His will. Every good gift comes from Him, every perfect, complete gift comes from Him. Hallelujah! And He never changes. Isn't that what the rest of the verse says? With him there's no shadow of eternity. He never changes, not even a tiny amount. Perfection doesn't need to change. And that's what he is. And he, and he never changes. What does that mean? He only. That's, that's what he is. He's good. Good comes out of good. Right? Evil doesn't come out of good. Evil comes out of evil. So good can't come out of the devil. Nothing but evil can come out of him because that's what he is. In fact, you know, Jesus said this. He said, when the devil speaks a lie, he speaks of his own and there's no truth in him. Because he is, he's a murderer from the beginning and he is the father of lies. Now that paints a picture for a lot of these other things, doesn't it? The enemy... You know, sometimes people talk about, I've heard some bizarre things about, you know, the devil uh, bless you if you'd serve him. He, he might if he had any. <laughs> Where's he going to get it? Borrow it from God? No. No, the devil is not blessing anybody. He is lying. He is deceiving. He is killing. He is robbing. He is destroying He is evil. Evil comes out of evil. And God never has a mean day where he decides to get evil. Never does God say, hey, devil, let you and us what places today. Now, you're laughing, but some goofy theology amounts to some of this stuff. Yeah, but they're working together. If they are, we might as well quit now. Right? If God and our enemy are working together, ain't no need getting out of bed, brother. I mean, (laughs) Right? (laughs) Lies. Don't you believe those lies? Don't you believe those lies? This torment is the same word where it says where this boy was vexed by the Spirit and, and the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. Listen to Luke 16. Luke 16, 28. Uh, It talked about the rich man that died and went to hell. And he he said, I have five brothers. He's talking about letting uh, Lazarus go and warn them about uh, hell, lest they come to this place of torment. That word torment, that's the same word that's uh, translated vexed. Uh, It's the same word in Revelation talking about hell. Where in Revelation 20.10, that the devil, and this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, the devil was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and false prophet are, and they'll be tormented day and night, forever and ever. That's the same word that's translated that these people were vexed with these wrong bad spirits and these evil diseases. So the same word is used for hell, as is to describe what you experience in hell, as is used in some of the things these people were experiencing on the earth. It literally is a taste of hell on earth. That's not uh, an exaggeration. The very same words are used to describe what's going on, and this. We understand this. We have seen people suffer, right? We have seen people go through torturous things and torments. Well, is, is it God's will for us to experience hell on earth? No. Certainly not. Somebody say no. No, no absolutely no. not. He even told his old covenant people. That if they would follow him completely and hold on to what he said and do his commands, they would experience some days of heaven (laughs) on the earth. Well, that didn't mean all of this is heaven all the time, but you'll get some tastes of heaven. Now, that's the will of God, right? Heaven is God's highest and best. That's his will, and he wants us to have some tastes of heaven A little heaven to go to heaven in. The devil wants to take everybody he can to hell with him through deception and lies. And he wants to cause everybody to experience hell on earth. What am I saying? If it's hurting, if it's vexing, if it's torturing, it's not God. If it's stealing, if it's killing and robbing and destroying, help me out. It's not God. And if it's not God don't you receive it. Don't you ever receive it. If it's not God you resist it. And having done all to stand you stand against it and you never give in and you resist it. And what the Bible say when you resist it in faith like that it'll have to flee from you. It'll have to go from you. And our time's up again today but as you can see we are not done with this. Come back tomorrow. Let's find out how to get free and stay free, and it'll have something to do with faith, right here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School, free of charge, at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website, or call us at 941 702 7390.